0: Prophets tonight. Beware of false prophets. Colossians chapter 2. So, in case you didn't catch it right at the beginning of that video, that man asked that Mormon man as they were on the streets with their badges and going witnessing. He said, Do you believe that we can become gods? That was the question that he asked him, and you saw the man answer, Yes, I do believe we can become gods. How many know that sounds crazy right there in itself, just to start off with? Okay, so I want to read something straight out of um, Doctrines of Salvation by Joseph Smith, volume 2, page 48. The Father, just listen to what this says. This is, this is not the Bible. This is Joseph Smith's writings. The Father has promised us that through our faithfulness we shall be blessed with the fullness of his kingdom. In other words, we will have the privilege of becoming like him. To become like him, we must have all the powers of Godhood. Thus, a man and his wife, when glorified, will have spirit children who will eventually go on an earth like this one and pass through the same kind of experiences, being subject to mortal conditions, and if faithful, then will also receive the fullness of exaltation. And partake of the same blessings. There is no end to this development. It will go on forever. Listen to this. We will become gods and have jurisdiction over worlds. And these worlds will be peopled by our own offspring. And we will have an endless eternity for this. Does anything of what I just read sound like the Bible? It's called false prophets. Amen. Amen. And I want to uh, talk tonight about, if Chris would put that up, beware of false prophets. I say false prophets because and if somebody in here tonight uh, was raised Mormon or is Mormon or believes in Mormonism, um, you're going to be uncomfortable tonight. Amen. Or if you have anybody that's family, this would be good for you to know to reach other people that uh, believe in the false prophet Joseph Smith of the doctrine of Mormonism. So he, they call him a prophet, these are his own words, and the reason I want to talk about this tonight is, this is just a one example of many where we uh, understand tonight that we are, are living in a world where people have a form, the Bible says, of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Amen? So Colossians 2.8, if you're there, give me an amen, says, beware. Beware, lest anyone. You know what? I just realized, Chris. I did not send that to you. All right. If you'll, if you'll, if you, <laughs> if you will apologize, those who are listening online. Um, stinks to be human. Beware of false prophets. If you'll Google, there's, there's a look there of a. Uh, if you just put, beware of false prophets. There's a wolf. Matthew 7:15 uh, looks like a sheep. If you can find something like that. So beware of false prophets, know what you believe. How many in Colossians 2? Beware lest anyone, say anyone. Anyone. Say that again, anyone. Anyone. That means anyone. That means a pastor, that means an evangelist, that means a family member, that means your, your your spouse, that means your best friend, anyone. It says beware lest anyone cheat you through, watch this, philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the the world, and not according to what? Christ. Father, I pray tonight for good teaching of your word, Father, on this Wednesday night, studying the Bible. As your word says, study to show yourself approved so that we know how to rightfully Divide the word of truth. Father, I pray that you'd speak through my mouth, anoint the ears to hear, grow us, teach us, anoint us to hear and grow and know more about what we believe tonight, how to defend the truth and how to be able to talk to others about what we believe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Help me know it's important that we know what we believe. We know what we believe. I, one of the parts, perfect. One of the parts, that's actually probably better than what I chose. Chris, good job. One of the parts that, um, except the one I had quoted, Matthew 7.15, which says, beware of false prophets. They come as sh- wolves in sheep clothing. So that's why that picture looks like a wolf in a sheep's clothing. So this in the beginning of that video, I just wanted to show, it was only about a minute, 50 seconds, but I wanted to show the beginning because that Mormon boy, young man, was was walking with others in a group, and this man a- approached him and asked him a question. That caused that he knew they believed and caused him to answer something, and and it kind of wasn't great volume there and everything. So, but he says, um, "Do you believe we can become gods?" And the guy said, "Yes." And he said, "Where? Where's that in the Bible?" And the man, the boy began to fumble over his words and be, and began to fumble more over his words. And then he said, "Well, there's lots of scriptures." And the guy said, "Where?" And so I I wanted to show you that for two reasons. One, because Uh, We need to know what we believe. And two, we don't want to look like that that young man that doesn't know what he believes. There he is walking with this group with a a badge that says he's a Mormon, a a Latter-day Saint. And he does not know what he believes. He, does, he cannot give any scripture. And then he began to say, well, the, the prophets said it, and these different things. And so we, we need to understand what we believe. We have to, and, and, and this is not a knock. This is not condemnation. I always tell you this when, when we, we preach these messages. We need to read the Bible more. We need to be less Bible illiterate. Amen. We need to spend more time studying God's word. And we'll, listen, we'll never totally get it all. We'll never totally remember everything. But there are some key fundamental things we've got to know. And, and it, it's a shame tonight if we uh, know more about things in this world than we do about the word of God. Nobody can make us know those things unless we study. That's why 2 Timothy says, 2 verse 15, I, I didn't quote that till just now. You can write it down. It says, study to show yourself approved. Study to show yourself approved approved, showing that you know how to rightfully divide the word of truth. Listen, this is not a thing where I hope my spouse knows good words so they can defend this. I hope my family knows. I hope my my brothers in Christ know. You need to know what you believe. Because if these people come up and talk to you, you don't want to look like that. Fumbling over your words, we need to study and understand what the Bible teaches. We also need to understand what other people believe, so that we can uh, talk to them about Christ and understand that we we are we are not going to become gods. That teaching clearly, specifically says they're going to become gods, and I just want to make a statement go on record. I don't want to be God. By the way, I don't want to become a god. I have no desire to become a god. So I I wouldn't even, even if that was God's plan, then I'd have to line up with it, but I don't think God made us to want to be gods, and the last time I've checked, somebody who wanted to become God, his name was Lucifer, and he's, he's eternally damned to hell because he wanted to become a god. Interesting. The Mormons teach that Jesus was created. So as you read this, by Joseph Smith, I'm quoting him directly from his own doctrines of salvation. He is saying that, uh, that everything that comes from God is created, and they believe Jesus Christ, the, the, the Savior, the Master, was created as well. They actually believe that He was God's, that He is God's Son physically, in the sense of there was a woman involved. Not, 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 not born of a virgin, but physically there was, that, that happened, God's, that happened, you know what I'm saying? Okay, that's what they believe. And that Jesus Christ is Lucifer's brother. That's very, very, not only wrong, but it's very blasphemy to what God's word says. And I'm going to show you that in the scriptures. But I'm just giving you this example tonight. So again, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Listen to this. Let me read one more thing. I just chose a couple out of uh, their own page, Encyclopedia of Mormonism. It's called Godhood. Godhood. Like childhood, like parenthood, Godhood. Logically and naturally, this is uh, volume two, the ultimate desire of a loving supreme being is to help his children enjoy all that he enjoys. For Latter-day Saints, the term Godhood denotes the attainment of such a state, one of having all divine attributes and doing as God does and being as God is. That's very different. I'm not reading his thing now. That's very different than being made in the image of God. Let me just break that down for a second in our own understanding today. uh, I can be like my father as a godly man. I can be like my father's how he treats his wife. I can be like my father and be want to be with my father. I can have all the things my father has if he says I want them, but I cannot be my father. He's, there's just one father, and he's my father. I can't be a father also with him. I am a father of my kids, but I'm not a father equal to him. It's not, it doesn't even make sense. A lot of times when you begin, begin to get into what these people believe, in other cults and other doctrines, it doesn't even make sense. It's almost like trying to be an atheist. It takes a lot more faith to believe in atheism and believe in the, what they believe than, than just to believe there's a creator. So, but what blows me away, before I get back to reading this, is how hard it is to get a following of people for the truth. It seems like the greatest numbers of people follow the craziest things, and there's millions of those examples, whatever they are, whether it's a, you know, a church that preaches on prosperity gospel, or it's a, a church that preaches this false doctrine, or, or, or many wives, or whatever, all these different things that people preach, and it seems like there's so much following, but then when you begin to preach the, just the, the simple truth, it's hard to get people just to follow just the simple truth, and just simply say, I'm just going to believe what the Bible says, straight from the word. How many know that this word is literal? We need to take it as literal. Just as it is. Not, well, that's how you interpret it, and that's how you... No, just read it, and understand it, and apply it. So let me get back to this. So he says, uh, attributes, doing as God does, and being as God is. So he says, such a state is to be enjoyed by all that are exalted. So they believe in an exaltation, embodied, intelligent beings... The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints teaches that all resurrected and perfected mortals become gods. They will dwell again with God the Father and live and act like Him in endless worlds of happiness, power, love, glory, and knowledge. Watch this. Above all, they will have the power of procreating endless lives. Now here's, here's where blasphemy comes in. The Latter-day Saints believe that Jesus Christ attained Godhood. So what they're saying is they, they believe that the Jesus that we believe in in the Bible is someone who was human and became a God. Are you all following that? And says, and that he marked the path and led the way for others to likewise become exalted divine beings by following him. Is that in the Bible anywhere? No. I'm actually going to show you how opposite it is what's in the Bible. I want you to go to Philippians chapter two, ver, Philippians chapter two verse five. give me a shout when you get there. So so we can become God's. This doctrine states, we can become like God, act as God, and be God's. So basically that would mean in layman's terms that every single one of us, if we were to believe what they're teaching, would all become gods meaning that there would be what billions of gods or if you want to go less millions of gods eventually so this would almost go down the path of hinduism maybe they're maybe they're intertwined cuz they have millions of gods in the hindu religion so maybe they maybe the maybe the creators of these two religions at one point were friends and I don't know but this is the dangerous thing when you begin to say that there's going to be many gods cuz watch philippians What's Philippians chapter 2 says, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, meaning who being God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Y'all hear I could just stop right there and we could go home. Jesus Christ Himself. Now, when they're saying this, what they mean is it does not mean that Jesus is not equal with God, because Jesus is God, but they're saying that when he came in, took a a human form, and he came down to this earth to do what he came to do, he did not even consider himself equal with God. Yet these people are saying we can be equal with God, which would be greater than Jesus. But made himself, verse 7. Of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. See, right here, let me throw this in for you real quick. This is the difference between religion and Christianity. Cr- religion is us trying to get up to be like God, and Christianity is God coming down to us. That's the difference. All That's what separates the truth from falseness all across the the, the, the the worlds of religions is that all the other ones is us trying to get up there, and God says, no, I'm going to come down to you. I, being God, instead of you trying to come up and be like me, I, being God, am going to come down and be with you. What a powerful thing. What verse was that, seven? So he says, he made himself of no reputation, coming in the likeness of man. Verse eight, and being found in appearance... As a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God, watch this, verse 9, has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is equal to every other name. What does it say? Given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Now right before we go, to, let's, let's go to Colossians chapter 1. I want to read you something else. Just flip over to the left in your Bible. Just a few pages to Colossians chapter 1. And as you're getting there, and after you write that down, just write down to read later in your time Isaiah 40 through 46. All those chapters, Isaiah 40 through 46, because these chapters there will really, really uh, explain how important it is to understand there is only one God. So let me read this to you in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. You there? He is the image of the invisible God. Who is he? Jesus. The firstborn over all creation. For by him, Jesus... All things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. How many are seeing what the Bible says here about Jesus? Now, right before we read on, I want you to understand in this this text here Nothing catches God by surprise. How many know that? God knew every thought that every man was going to have. As we go back to Colossians 2, 8, not not to turn there, but what it says, that, that no one would cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. He knew what every false doctrine was going to be. He knew what every person was going to think. He unfortunately knew, for him it would be unfortunate for him, knew how many people were going to be deceived by by empty words and, and false doctrines and and doctrines. The Bible even says doctrines of demons, because truth truth is anything that's preached and taught other than this what the Bible says here is a doctrine of demons. It's deceit. It's false. It's it's wrong. And we have to stay in the word, church. We have to stay close to this. We can't let ourselves get out of anything that's in the word of God. We cannot take anything outside of these words and add to it or take away from it. And 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 we know that there's there's many verses that would even not even cause someone to have to talk to those people. But we do need to understand what other people believe, and I would challenge you tonight in your studies of the Word of God that you would find out what other people believe. So that if you have, a, for example, if you have a coworker worker that, that says they're a Mormon or a Jehovah's Witness or a, or a Catholic or a, or a whatever, or an atheist, find out what they believe. Get a little bit of, not, I'm not talking about all every single thing, but find out some of the main things they believe so that you are able to have conversation with them and use the scriptures and, and, and hopefully, listen, here's the fact. Many of these people are brainwashed. They're brainwashed. They've been taught things since they were kids. And listen, let me make a statement that's truth. A lot of Christians are brainwashed too. You better study the scriptures out for yourself. And I mean that in the sense of we just, we just tend to just believe what everybody tells us. Go study it out for yourself. Don't believe what you believe tonight just because your parents told you. Go study it out and see that it's in the word of God. Are you, are you understanding that? Don't, don't t- just take people for their word because that's the problem. Now, you can trust. You can get a gaining of trust, and I hope that there's a, a trust factor with you in me as your pastor that I'm studying the Scriptures and everything. But if I say something that's not in that book, then you stop listening to me because that's what happens. People begin to, to uh, and this is what happens in, in all these false doctrines and in these cults, they'll tell you all the right things right at the beginning. They'll tell you all the things you want to hear that makes sense and sound good and sound similar. And and I've said this for a long time. It's just like poison in a rat poison or any poison that kills anybody. There's just enough truth in there for it to taste good. Just enough. Matter of fact, there's most of the time more truth, more good. How many know in, po- in something that's poisonous, it's very little poison and mostly good. It's just enough poison to kill you. If it was too much poison, you'd taste it. That's how it is with these cults. They have have a lot of truth. But we don't need a lot of truth. We need the whole truth. We're not going to get to heaven. Jesus didn't say, I'm the way, I'm partly the truth, and I'm the life. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Amen? No one comes unto the Father except through me. So we don't need a half truth, a three-quarter truth. We don't need a Lysol truth—ninety-nine point nine percent. Amen. We need a hundred percent truth in everything, and we need to search the scriptures, and we need to find out what what we believe and what the Bible says about things. And when we talk to somebody, we should get to a place where when they say something and it sounds wrong, we say, "Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. What'd you say?" Oh well, we can become gods. Where'd you get that from? Well, let me show you. The Book of Mormon. No, 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 I don't, want to, I don't want to hear anything about the Book of Mormon. Where is that in the Bible? Well, this guy, 200 years ago, had a vision of Jesus. And Jesus told him all these things he was supposed to say, and basically what they're saying is that what Jesus said when he was on the earth and what the disciples wrote wasn't good enough, so we had to do it again. That's basically what they're saying. If you want to be real about it. It's not, it's not working. That's not you know, what's been working for 2,000 years, but 200 years ago, Joseph Smith had a vision and all of a sudden it wasn't working anymore. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Joseph Smith had a vision, but it wasn't Jesus. Did you hear that? Him or anybody else. You have a vision, it's not Jesus. Matter of fact, the Bible says in Corinthians that Satan dresses himself as an angel of light. So he can look good, sound good, smell good, talk good. If he's not telling the whole truth, it's a false doctrine. So we have to learn these things. You have to to go, okay, I heard this, and, and you should be doing this in your own lives. I heard this. Let me go look in the scriptures. Let me go make sure. That's what the Bereans did in Acts chapter 17. They went and heard a message from the preacher, and they went and studied it out and made sure it was in the word of God. That's the problem today. Too many churches are sitting in a church, and they don't even have their Bibles with them. They're not even looking at the Bible. They're just sitting there nodding their heads to someone speaking, and that person could be speaking out of Mark chapter 17, and they wouldn't know the difference. Amen. Or it could be speaking out of Hezekiah chapter 3. Some of y'all tomorrow at lunch will be like, Hezekiah is not in the Bible. I just got that. There's only 16 chapters in Mark. But see, we sit there, and we just, yeah. That's not the way God wants us to be. He says, study to show yourself approved because there's a lot of false prophets out there. Ravenous wolves in sheep's clothing. Teaching things that are not in the Bible. What was the last verse I read? 16. Y'all still here? So in 16, so going back to what they teach, they teach that Jesus was a created being. So, so distinct is what they're teaching, that God and Jesus are two people, different, two different people. God created Jesus. How many know in the scriptures, we know that God did not create Jesus. Jesus was always there. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit have always existed. They existed before the foundations of the world. You ever heard the verse that says he was slain, the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world? Jesus was not an afterthought. Jesus did not come around in the year uh, 2,000 years ago because the rest of the the, the scriptures didn't work. He's always been. And that's what Colossians is saying. Why are we reading this? Because Paul is realizing that there's people preaching these things. Back then at that time, maybe it was a different name. But he says... Read 16 again. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, all things were created through him and for him. And how many know that sounds like John chapter 1, verse 1? In the beginning, there was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. The Word is Jesus the verb. Amen. He's always been. He'll always be. He's not an afterthought. He's not a creation. We are creation. God is the creator. So we don't believe in a teaching that that Jesus was created. He already was. That's important that you understand that 17. And he is, here's, here's your answer. He is before all things listen to that grammar he is not he was that's kind of right it's like when he says I am who do you who do, they, who do I tell them that you are he says tell them that I am I is amen that's what he's saying I is he is before how many things and in him all things consist. Now watch this. And he is the head, verse 18, of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. You know what preeminence means? It means first, and it means surpassing all things. So, you have you don't waste your time on that. Now I'm not saying you don't witness to them, but you 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 don't waste your time on that thought. No, that's not the Bible, and that's what you have to go back to. That that guy says, show me in the Bible where that's at. Well, no, 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 no fumble, 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 fumble. No, 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 no. Where's that in the Bible? If people try to give you an answer from someplace else, no, no, no. Where's that in the Bible? And they'll go, no, no, no. Where's that in the Bible? Amen. Where's it at? Show it to me. Because what we can do is say, let me show you in the Bible where it says we're not going to become gods, which is what the verses I just read are. We're not going to become gods. We are his creation, and we are going to rule and reign with him. But nowhere in the Bible does it say we will be him. Amen. We were not created to be gods. We were created to worship God. Big difference. And we will rule and reign with God, but we will never be gods. And how many can say amen to that? Now, let me take you to the book of Isaiah real quick, and let me show you a few really good verses. I want you to read 40 to 46 later. But let's go to Isaiah chapter. Let's all go there. Isaiah chapter 42. And we'll do it in order. I'll give you three or four verses here tonight to begin to close. Give me an amen when you're in Isaiah chapter 42. Big, prophetic, major prophet book. And by the way, the book of Isaiah has something for all false religions, just so you know. You name it, Isaiah has got the answer for it. Tears them all up. Tears them all down, destroys them all. You there? Isaiah 42, verse 8. I am the Lord. That is my name. And I someday will allow you to have glory with me and be just like me. That's not what it says? Well, that's what Joseph Smith said. And he had a vision from God. It's got to be right. What does it say? I am the Lord. That is my name and my glory. I will not give to another. Neither my praise to graven images. I will not give my, pra- my, my, my glory to another. Neither my praise to graven images. Go to 43, the next chapter over. Verse 10, give me an amen when you're there. Now, right before we read this, remember that God is Trinity, meaning he's triune, meaning he's three in one. Three in one, one in three. Look, I'm using one hand and saying one in three, three in one. It's all in one hand. That's like God. He's not three different gods. He's one God with three three distinct God heads. He's three in one, one in three. It's not three different gods. Okay? That's why the Bible says there's one God, but exists in three persons. That's very important to understand. That's why in Genesis it says, let us, U.S., plural, make man in our image. Okay? That's why the Trinity is so important. That's another big thing you need to protect in your faith. Someone tries to say that they don't believe in the Trinity. Well, that, that word's not in there. We know the word Trinity's not in there. That word Trinity's not there. And then we know that the Bible was not written in English. But, but it, it is there in, this, in the triune God, in the Godhead. And we understand today, some people say, I, I just don't, I struggle with that whole thing of, I struggle getting it. Well, you are triune. Your body, soul, and spirit. It's not that hard, really. I I, I admit I struggled with it for a while until I just went went simple. I have a soul and I have a spirit. You can't see them, but they're in me. My soul is not hanging out in my office right now, and my spirit is not at my house. We're all here together in one. That was good, right? Did it make sense? And they all have different attributes. Yeah, we're still one. And well, how could that be? That's what this—that that poor young boy was. Well, how could that be? That how could he be up in heaven? How could he be down here on earth at the same time? Well, for one, he's God, so he can do anything. He can be more than one place at one time. He's God. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. We don't understand that because I can't be here and be somewhere else at the same time. How many wish we could? Be nice to be at two or three places at one time, get a lot more done, right? But we can't. God can. God is omnipresent. He can be in heaven as God the Father, and He can be on the earth as God the Son, and He can be over in Africa as God the Holy Spirit. So that's important that you understand that before I read this. Verse chapter 43, verse 10. I am He. Watch this. Before me. There was no God formed. Neither shall there be after me. I, even I, I, even I, says, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. So when they say that Jesus is a created being, he says, no, there's never been another God. There'll never be another God. I am God, period. That's it. In the punctuation point, into the sentence. Amen. How I many know it's exciting when you start reading and studying the Word of God and you get these verses that you can grab and use? Amen? We can be bold and, 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 and have some pride in God's Word because he already thought it all out. Nothing catches him by surprise. He's not going, oh, man, I forgot to write that in there. He's not, oh, man, that, that person just thought of something I didn't think of. Come on. He's already been to the end. He's there in the beginning. He'll be, he's, he's every, it's, I know it's hard for our minds to kind of grasp that, but he's already there. Chapter 44. Turn over to 44. I wonder why he would say this so many chapters in a row. I wonder if he's making an emphasis on this. I don't know. Or maybe they just wrote it, you know, and forgot the chapter before. We know every word in this book is straight out of the inspiration of God. Amen. Now, if you don't believe that, then you might as well just give up now, quit and and go live in a mountain and claim atheism. If you do not believe every word in this book, you're gonna, you're not gonna make it. you this is like we said before, this is not trail mix. this is not trail mix I, I went to the, I went to the gym the other day and saw the security guard he was eating trail mix. And he was picking out, and I was so badly wanted to say something to him, but I left it alone. I I always wanted to tell him that's how people read the Bible right there. Right? This Bible not trail mix, you got to take it all together. You don't pick and choose what you want to believe. You don't pick and choose what sounds good. You take it all. And when you take it all, even the weird things and the hard things to understand and all those things that seem not to make sense, they all make sense when you take the whole counsel of God together and read it all together, and it gives you one big puzzle together and makes a picture that's beautiful that no man can. Could ever Oh, man wrote the Bible. Man did not write the Bible on his own. He was inspired by God because there's no way man could do this right here. There's no way he could answer all the questions these people have. It's perfect. Chapter 44, verse 6. Thus says the Lord, I am the first, and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Now, y'all realize why I'm reading this, right? I started off reading you from Joseph Smith's readings that says we'll all become gods. Yet he says, I am the first, I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Beside me there is no God. How many know that there has to be only one beginning? You can't have two beginnings. You can't have two originals. God is the original. God, you can't have two firsts. I know we live in a society that would like everybody to be first place. Everybody gets a participation trophy. We are. This is not. That's not how it works. God is first, and He's not giving participation trophies. And when it comes to His Godhead, when it comes to Him being God, and He says, "I'm a jealous God." In Deuteronomy, and I don't share my my glory with anyone. We just read that in Isaiah. So He says, "There is no other gods." And if there is God's, they are little g's that man has created. Last one, verse 40, chapter 45. Go over one more chapter. That's why I said read Isaiah 40 through 46. Read all those chapters. And you'll see some amazing things. And as you get to 45, as you read 40 through 46, you will see other religions there. And you'll be like, oh, that's what he was talking about. Oh, that sounds like that one. Oh, that sounds like you're going to see some stuff there that will tear down all these man-made religions. Tear them down. Destroy them. Chapter 45, verse 22, you there? And there is no God beside me, a just God and a Savior, and there is none beside me. I am God and there is none else. God's like, let me just continue to make this real clear for you guys. In case you didn't get it the first time, here's the second. In case you didn't get it the second time, here's the third time, here's the fourth time. Let me just continue to say this. And what's crazy is people will still believe in 2018 that there's more than one God. Crazy. But God says, I am. Now I want to close with this. This is a this is another teaching statement. And I don't, I'm gonna ask this question. I don't want you to feel bad if you. If you answer it wrong, but I just want you to answer this question. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands or nothing, but I want you to answer this in your head. Is all of the world, is everybody in this world, in China and Africa and South America and Australia and here in the United States, is everybody in the world God's children? Answer that question. In your head, are we all God's children? Everybody who's in this earth, are we all God's children? Okay? Now, if, now, see, see, nobody nobody raised their hand. Nobody answered that out loud. But many people erroneously believe that we are all God's children, and we are not all God's children. We are all, when I say we, we're talking about the whole 7.6 billion people on earth. We are all God's creation. But we are not all God's children. Okay. The way you become a child of God, John 1, 12 says, and as I read this, I want you to understand, this is very important. We are adopted. We are adopted, children, by God. And the way we become adopted, and that's in Colossians as well, says that we, and I believe it's chapter 3, but I don't have that in my notes, but the Bible says very clearly that we are adopted. We are not adopted. Because many other religions, again, and cults will say we are God's children. We're all God's children. False statement. And listen, you might have came in here tonight thinking that you were God's children before you got saved, maybe. You're God's children now if you believe her. But you might you might have thought, man, everybody's got, we're all God's children. Don't you people say that? We're all God's children. We're on, on God's earth. We're all God's children. But we're not because John 1.12 says, but as many as received him to them he gave power to become sons of god even to them that believe on his name now notice the scripture does not say that we have the power to become gods it says we have the power to become sons of god big difference between being the son and being the father. Amen. How many get that? You can't you can't have two fathers. There's just one. Now, a lot of people claim to be the father, or a lot of mamas tell them the father's the father, but there's just one father. How many know there's just one father? Right? I know that's that's what DNA helps nowadays, right? There's just one father. Sometimes you see some of that, they don't look like the father. Let's get a DNA test. How many want to look like the father? I want to look like the father but I'm never going to be the father I'm going to be his son. So I'll look like him, act like him, talk like him, never be him, which is what they're teaching. So let me read that again. But as many as what have received him, he gave them power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And then write this down, Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. Don't go there for time because it's, it's a short verse, but write it down. He says, "Now he says this." He, here, here's where you could take a scripture, and it's what they do. And they'll they'll make a doctrine out of out of part of a scripture. So if I read this beginning of the scripture, Galatians three twenty six, I said it says, "For you are all the children of God." So you, if I read that right there, you'd be like, "You just told us we're not all the children of God," and so someone would say. Galatians 3.26. Listen, people do this. Galatians 3.26 says that we're all children of God. But they don't read the rest of the verse. Let me finish it now. It says, for we are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. See how easy it is to manipulate Scripture? That's what a lot of people do. You can't take a part of a Scripture. I've been telling people for years if I wanted to manipulate scripture, and I was over there working with kids in Costa Rica, I could tell people, you, you, if unless you become as a child, as a child you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Only kids are going to heaven. I could take that scripture. I mean, you could take any scripture and make a doctrine out of it. But a doctrine, listen, a doctrine is all the scriptures in the Bible on a topic pulled together to get, a, to get an answer. Meaning from Genesis to Revelation, if we're talking about tonight about false prophets or or can we become gods or are we God's children, we take all the scriptures in the Bible and we pull them together and we get a conclusion and we get an answer on God's word. Amen. How many learned something tonight? I hope you did. Amen. This this is the kind of teaching we need. I want to challenge you as we close tonight. I want to challenge you. To dig, to dig deeper into the Word of God. It's, what, what happens when you begin to do that is it beca- it begins to be exciting because then you start thinking for yourself and believing for yourself. It's not It's not just blind faith. When we think of the word faith sometimes we think, oh I just believe as, it, as they just believe as they lead? No faith, I, I believe there's this verse that says that faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing what the prophet says. Is that it? Faith comes by hearing the, the, what the cult says. Faith comes by hearing what the news says. Faith comes by hearing what most people say. Faith comes by hearing what the big church says with all the people. I'm trying to get it. I'm sorry. It's, it's faith comes by hearing. Oh, and hearing by the word of God faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God not by man by word of God so well he said no what does the Bible say well they said no what does the Bible say well we believe no what does the Bible say you can't go wrong if you just quote the Bible once you get off into other things, and, and I'll say this again tonight because I don't know if everybody's heard this, please write this down. I didn't have it in my notes, but please write this down. You can refute any, say any. You know what refute means? Does everybody know what refute means? Destroy, deny, take part. Um, I don't know what another way to say that is. Uh, make it false, destroy the foundation. What'd you say? prove wrong, okay, however you want to say it. You can destroy any belief system in this world that's not biblical by two verses in Galatians chapter 1. Two verses. Galatians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. Okay, write that down and please memorize it. Because it's powerful. Because tonight, for example, I quoted some stuff from Joseph Smith from the, the cult of Mormonism. And, hey, if you have family members that are in that, we're going to pray for them, get these scriptures to them. But I will make this statement. It's hard to get these people to change their mind. They've been brainwashed. But I'll tell you what, this will help right now. I've had, I've had Jehovah's Witness and Mormons in my front yard, and I talk to them a little bit just to kind of hear what they say. And then when I'm not getting anywhere, I just quote this, and then they get on their bikes and leave, literally. How many want to hear the verse? Want to know it? I love stuff like this. Galatians chapter one. Because see, nothing's nothing's new under the sun. You're not catching God by surprise. And so Joseph Smith believes he had a vision from an angel, or Jesus. And that Jesus, or this angel, uh, other religions, Muhammad, for example, says he was visited by an angel. Okay? How many know that? The, The Muslim religion. Muhammad had a revelation from an angel. 700 years after Jesus and their entire Koran, the entire book they believe in was a revelation from that angel. Joseph Smith, all his revelations came from somebody speaking to him as an angel or whether he said it was Jesus, doesn't matter. And listen to what this says. And I could go on to all the different cults and religions. Watch what this says. Listen closely. Quote it, learn it. Use it. Paul says in verse 8, but even if we, that's Paul saying this, or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. I don't think anybody likes to be cursed. Can I read that again? Did y'all hear that? Can't it be any more clear. Paul says he's he's making a statement in that moment he wrote this for the next thousands of years knowing that this was going to happen 700 years later knowing this was going to happen a thousand years later knowing this was going to happen 200 years ago when Joseph Smith had his he said but if we or any." angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you now just in case you don't know what the gospel is that's jesus christ born of a virgin lived a perfect life died on the cross for our sins paid the price on that cross defeated death by rising again and then ascended into heaven. Those are the keys of salvation, those things right there. That's the gospel. He says if we preach anything else, let him be accursed. Now here's the interesting thing. I don't think he made a a grammar mistake. He said it again in verse 9, twice. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you, and what you have received, let him be accursed. Isn't that a powerful verse? So you, you, can, you can apologetic with people and all that, but listen, if they're not getting anywhere, just, you know, the Bible taught us when Jesus said, go out to the doors and preach the gospel. If they're not listening to you, clean the dust off your feet and leave. Make sure when you clean the dust off your feet, you quote that verse to them. As you leave the door, you're going to say, hey, you know what? We, we're not getting nowhere. Let me just leave you with some food for thought. And they'll have to think about it. God's God's not surprised by anything, church. We need to learn how to rightfully divide the truth. Because that wolf right there, he's growling when he gets a chance to growl, but he does not come in looking like that. He comes in looking like a sheep. And he deceives, and he lies, and he makes it sound good. And just like that poison, there's just enough poison there where you can't taste it, but it kills you. We need the whole truth, the truth, the whole truth. Nothing but the truth. Father, I pray tonight that I've spoken your word. I pray tonight that you have caused us to desire tonight, Jesus, to love you more. Father, I I pray that there will be people listening to this podcast, God, that might be deceived tonight by cults, by a false doctrine, by a false teaching that, that is anything other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. Raised from the dead. And coming back again, Lord, that we are saved by grace, Ephesians 2 says, not by works, lest any man should boast. We're saved by grace. And tonight, Lord Jesus, I pray that somebody might be listening to this. Maybe some part of the world where they're caught up in some kind of religion, some kind of cult, something's been taught to them that's not biblical, God. And tonight, your spirit would speak to them and they would say, I'm sorry, God, for believing something that's outside of the written word of God. Lord, I'm sorry for not understanding what Revelation 22 said, that if somebody adds or takes away from the the book of this prophecy, that the plagues of the Bible will be added to them and if they take away from this book, their names will be taken out of the book of life. Pray that they'd be listening to that tonight, God, and it would put the fear of God in them. They would get their hearts right with you and say, Lord, I want the truth. I want the truth. That's my prayer tonight, God, that we would want the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed all over this place tonight, nobody looking around. This is between you and God. You're here. You're not saved tonight, or maybe you're You thought you were saved, but you've put your faith in a religion. You've put your faith in some kind of false teaching. You've put your faith in something that is other than Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And tonight you need to say, Jesus, I'm putting my faith not in my works, not in my religion, not in my denomination, not in the church I was baptized in, but I'm putting my faith in Jesus Christ and Him crucified and Him raised from the dead as he paid the price for my sins on the cross, and he was that lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. If you're here tonight and you need to say that prayer, you need to be saved, you need to be born again, just put your hand up real quick and say, I need you to pray with me tonight. I need that prayer right now. That's me. I want us to stand tonight in this place, and I want everyone to say this prayer after me. I, want, I do this from time to time. I want the internet to hear this. I want someone that's listening by internet to be able to say this prayer. Before we open the altars and sing a song, let's pray this prayer right now so that if somebody's listening online, they could say this prayer with us right now, and they could say, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry for being caught up in false teachings. I'm, I want the truth tonight. I don't want man's truth. I want God's truth. The Word of God says, let God be truth, and every man be a liar. Amen? Listen, we have to call things as they are. We have to say, this is what the Bible says. If we don't hold on to that church, we'll lose everything. You can't take part of it out. You got to say the whole gospel is true. So I want you to say this with me tonight for that person or people that are listening online. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you tonight as a sinner knowing that I need a Savior. I understand tonight that you are the one and true and living God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I believe tonight that you came down from heaven, took on the form of a man, lived a perfect life, died a perfect death, and became the substitution for my sins on that cross. You shed your blood, Because blood must be shed for the forgiveness of sins. And I accept that tonight as my only need for salvation. Not anything I can do, not any works I can perform. I am saved by grace. Jesus, I believe that. And I also believe that you did not stay in the tomb, but you rose from the dead and defeated death, hell, and the grave. And because of that, I will be resurrected. I'm a child of God tonight because I believe that. Because I believe you're the Son of God and you're the Savior of this world. Come into my life and be Lord and Master and Savior. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And from this day forward, I'm going to do my very best to live my life according to your word, to glorify you in every area of my life until the day you come back for us or I breathe my last breath. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big praise tonight. As we begin to sing this song, amen. Let's open the altars. Let's... Let's pray for people that we know that are in some kind of cult. Let's come down and say, God, let, 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 let a hunger and a thirsting for righteousness be in my spirit tonight. God, help me to help me to have a desire to study your word, to know your word, to live your word, to apply your word tonight, Jesus. Oh, let God be truth and every man be a liar tonight. Let's just seek the Lord for a few minutes.